Well, good morning. My name's Carol. I'm curate here at St. Matthew's, and it's fabulous to see so many of you here today. And here we are, Easter Sunday, full of Easter bunnies, daffodils, maybe a little sunshine, and chocolate. So, how did we get here? Last Sunday, for those of you who were here, we had the triumphal entry into Jerusalem, Jesus on a donkey. And this morning, we've had reminders about some of the big events of Jesus last week. The Last Supper, when Jesus washed the disciples' feet. Peter's denial of Jesus. The political wrangling of Herod and Pilate. Mary's heartbreak as she watched her son die on a cross. And then the moment that changed the course of history. The moment when the tomb was found empty. So what, you might ask? Well, God made the world. You could picture it a bit like this egg. He made it beautiful and incredible. He made atoms and molecules and lots of stuff that I don't understand and bugs that you can't see without a microscope. And he made giraffes. Who'd have thought of giraffes and elephants and blue whales? Absolutely incredible. And we're told in Genesis that when he made it, it was good. Isn't that amazing? And then he made people. And he made people to live well with each other. And well with God. But people thought they knew a little bit better. They thought they could be as good as God. They thought they didn't need to be obedient to God. And so they started hurting each other and killing each other. And so God sent the only thing that he knew how, his most beloved only son. He sent to the world to help people learn about God again and about his love and how to live in relationship with God. But people found that a little bit difficult They didn't believe that Jesus was the Son of God. They didn't believe that he could save them. They found him quite threatening because he wasn't frightened of them. And so they put him on a cross and they crucified him. And after they crucified him, they put him in a tomb and they rolled a stone over the top of the tomb, or the front of the tomb, so that nobody could get in. And after three days, as we heard, the women went to the tomb and the stone was rolled away and the tomb was empty. 
Jesus, the Son of God, had risen. And he had risen so that we could once again have life with God and be part of Jesus' life. Do pass this round and share it. I've got serviettes if anyone gets mucky with the chocolate. (laughs) But so what, you could ask again. What does that mean to me? So, and given that the tomb was empty, we're left really with two choices. There is a choice that um, it was mass hysteria. But actually we can dismiss that. Jesus was was seen by over 500 people. So it's unlikely to have been mass hysteria. Or it's a fake. The disciples or someone else stole the body and pretended he'd risen from the dead. But why would they do that? No one had any reason to do it. The disciples had thought it was all over. Some of them were going back to their villages and to their previous life. Or the other choice is, it's true. The unexpected, undreamed of had happened. I used to think that probably Jesus lived. He was probably really quite wise And actually, a very nice person. But it wasn't something I felt I needed to connect with particularly. And as for Jesus rising, well, that was all a fairy story. But the resurrection, the empty tomb, Jesus rising from the dead, changes all of that. Jesus can't just be a nice person if he rose from the dead. Lots of nice people die every day and they don't rise from the dead. What the resurrection tells us is that he was who he said he was, that he gave his life willingly, that he was the son of God and showed us the way of love and hope. It tells us that the crucifixion was no accident, but that Jesus died in order that we could once again have a good relationship with God. It's the resurrection that enables us to face the terror of the bombings in Brussels and in Paris and around the world and know that Jesus is with us and that he cries with those that mourn and that we can pray for the terrorists, and we can forgive those who want to hurt us. Because of the resurrection, we can live without the fear, but open our hearts to people who are suffering untold misery. Because of the resurrection, we have hope. We can pray for people who are ill and who are dying. Because of the resurrection, we have the hope of heaven and the knowledge that we will see those that we have loved and lost again. And because of the resurrection, we know that Jesus will come again 
just as he promised to. And because of the resurrection, we can allow Jesus into our lives and we can see prayers answered. We can see glimpses of heaven breaking through into earth. Because of the resurrection, we can come to Jesus with all the stuff that worries us, all the stuff we feel we've got wrong, with all the hurt and difficulty, and ask for his help. We can come just as we are knowing that he will accept us and love us. Because of the resurrection, we can baptise little Heidi and we can pray for her and know that God loves her and longs to answer our prayers. In a world where we can be forgiven for thinking that it's only the strong that survive and we need to look out for ourselves, the resurrection shows us that self-sacrificing love is not wishful thinking. Through the resurrection, we can hear God calling to us. Love always wins. Trust me. Believe in me. This was no fairy tale. So, if the resurrection is true, what do we need to do about it? We need to live as if it's true, learn to live and pray as the people of God. We need to take Jesus at his word and know that he is with us. We need to learn to trust God. And if today you've thought for the the first time you would like to get to know Jesus better and find out what his resurrection means to you, Please don't leave the church without talking to me or to Pads or to one of the prayer ministry team who will be around after the service. And so we're going to sing in triumph and joy our next song, He Has Risen.